Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM. Sponsored by Virgin Mobile. We'll tell you when your phone is paid off. Virgin Mobile. Bring on amazing. Lads, have a listen to this. What would you think if you heard that while you were out getting photos for your Insta or have one of those trendy forest baths? What what would you think that was? Well, back in 2019, the Green Party leader called for wolves to be reintroduced to the Irish countryside. He backs away from the idea now, but lots of people still think it is a great idea. Now, few people in Ireland know more about wolves than Killian McLaughlin of Wild Ireland, and he's on the line now, all the way from Donegal. Killian, how are you? Hi Jennifer, I'm very well, and you? It's I'm good. It's great to have you on the show, uh, Killian. I'm amazed by this, but that clip I just played there—they were your wolves in, in, in that Indeed. clip. How yes. often do they go on like that? Um, it's a sound that's very familiar to me, and a sound that would have been very familiar to our ancestors as well. Wolves um, didn't go extinct all that long ago, believe it or not. So our, our great grandfathers and grandmothers would have been all too familiar with that sound. Uh, wolves howl for three different reasons. One is to mark their territory. So when they're singing like that, as I like to say, they're, mm. they're telling all the wolves in the area that this is our territory. Don't come in here. If you come in here, you're going to be met with a fight. Um, they also do it if they get lost. So if they lose their family or they lose a, a pack member when they're out hunting, they'll howl and they're basically saying, where are you? We're over here. And then there's a big... Um, they reunite then by using sound. Uh, and then the third reason is just like a sing song and, and a bit of social bonding. A bit Stop of it. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of licking of faces and wagging of tails. And um, yeah, they get very excited. That's and, the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life about wolves. Uh, a fact that I didn't <laughs> know. And we're all very grateful that you brought that to us. Can you tell me a bit about rewilding and why you think that wolves could return to the Irish countryside? Yeah, so rewilding is a is a buzzword that everybody's using mm. at the moment. Um, you have to you have to look at it in a, in a very um, different way, though. You have to look at the ecosystem, and I think another big buzzword that we're all hearing at the moment is about our carbon footprint and global warming. One of the biggest counteractions to those negative effects that humans are having on the ecosystem and, and on the planet is actually. Um, restoring the ecosystem, planting trees, you know, like there's talk about scientists developing some sort of a machine that can pull carbon out of the air. We already have those, Jennifer. They're, they're called trees. Uh, they're <laughs> called plants. They suck they suck carbon out of the atmosphere really, oh, really right. well. Oh, I've never heard of them. Tell me more about these trias or trees <laughs> yes, or whatever you call them. It's an incredible invention that, that, you know, that counteracts all the negative effects that we're having. Mm. So let's let's look at it not just about planting trees, you know, that, that, that even planting trees is fine, uh, but it's also sustainable without all of the elements of the ecosystem. We need animals like uh, wild boar and squirrels and jays that that take acorns and other seeds from trees and plant them. Uh, wild boar are very good at clearing the undergrowth away and allowing seeds and trees to regenerate. Um, all of the animals and all of the trees have their place in the ecosystem and it doesn't function properly unless all of those elements are in place. And one of those important elements is actually um, an apex predator. And our apex predator in Ireland, which is now extinct, it was, of course, the wolf. Um, and, you know... The, 
Why is that? Can I ask you, Killian? So what, what role do they play in the whole? So, so they're a keystone species. They have both a, a, a direct and an indirect um, influence on the ecosystem. Um, they, 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 they control the numbers of deer, uh, deer love to eat trees of course but at at the right uh, level or the mm-hmm. right number of deers they don't have any impact on the forest um and a really good example of that was in yellowstone national park where when the wolf went extinct deer populations exploded because there was no predator keeping them in check um hunting and culling by humans you know it's unsustainable is it is it really fair uh, does it work you know hunters have a tendency to take out the lovely big stags with the big antlers as a hunting um, trophy, whereas um, that that is unsustainable. That doesn't work. The wolf takes the weak and the sick individuals out of the population. It also induces certain behaviours in the deer, like um, for example, the, the deer no longer stay in the same area and overgraze it. They keep moving just in case they're being pursued by a wolf. So it changes the behaviour, and it's a more natural way of of managing deer okay. having that predator there. And it, what they found in Yellowstone was that the the, the trees. And the plants all had an opportunity then to bloom uh, along the river banks um, where, where deer were easy targets for wolves because they could corner them there. Deer started to avoid those areas and they they noticed a huge increase in animals like beavers, uh, birds, waterfowl, fish, amphibians, even bears increased in numbers and their forests all regenerated and rebloomed. And it's not all bad news for deer as well. Because the wolf are taking the wolf is taking the sick animals out of the population, you actually end up with a very healthy population of, of deer as well. Um, because those nasty diseases that farmers fear more than anything, like TB, for example, the, the, those levels of disease are quite low in, in in areas where there's a good, healthy population of apex predators. So they really are a keystone species. Um, even though they're not taking hundreds and hundreds of deer out of the population, just their presence is enough to change their behaviour and keep all the other animals. So if you have an apex predator, everything below them, if you imagine it like a pyramid and the wolf is the top uh, brick in that pyramid, all the other bricks below, i.e. the number of deers, the number of foxes, the number of um uh, trees are all at the perfect uh, level for for a healthy ecosystem, and it increases biodiversity and ultimately helps us fight. Uh, Farmers are going to hate this war. idea. Farmers, yeah. Look, everything we know about wolves it comes from the fairy tales. I mean, if I said wolf to you, Jennifer, I'm sure you're going to tell me about the big bad wolf eating somebody's granny and then huffing and puffing and blowing somebody's house down. A lot of what we know about wolves comes from those fairy tales, and that 99% of it's not true. Um, wolves will avoid people at all costs. Now, in saying that, um, they do like sheep. I mean, we let, we as humans love to eat them. That's why we farm them. And wolves are the same. Um, but if you look at our close neighbours just across the, the water in the continent, like the, the Spain, Portugal, Italy, um, wolves are now moving across Germany, France. Very shortly, Ireland is going to be the last country in the EU that doesn't have wolves. So, and and farmers in Europe have learned to live with them and farm with them. And, and I've, I've just returned from northern Spain. And I, and I tell you, it's very like Ireland. It's green and it's, it rains a lot there. But if you look in the fields, it's, the fields are full of cattle and sheep. The wolves are not killing them all. Okay. Um, farmers fear disease and, and you know wolves will keep all of those vectors of disease those other animals in, in a perfect check and remove a lot of that disease so even though a wolf might take one or two uh, livestock every however many, however often depending on the density of wolves they really they really do tend to concentrate more on animals like deer and natural prey um, and there are ways of living with wolves you know like um, having sheep dogs uh, 
not in the not in the sense like the border collies that we know, but actually having a guardian dog that lives with your sheep that protects the wolves. Changing our fences, uh, having cattle with horns, for example, is a really good way of learning to live with the wolf. But it's all about fear, you know. And and when politicians throw things out there like let's reintroduce the wolf, that just gets everybody's back up, and it's probably doing much more damage to this idea of restoring the ecosystem than actually talking about it whole. The ecosystem as a whole, because a wolf, mm. a wolf really is the last element to be put back. Um, there are certain criteria that must be met as well before you reintroduce the wolf. For example, um, what made them go extinct, and is that threat now gone? Um, and at this point, I don't think we're quite ready for the wolf. We've a lot of groundwork to do before like we take the wolf back. Well, setting aside areas um, that the wolves could live away from people. Now, when I say that, I say that. Um, I don't mean put a fence around nature and say, oh, look, we're doing a great job. There's you're nature saying put, in there. You're saying put them in Connemara, is that what you're saying? No, we, we you can't, you know, you can't do that. You have to you have to look at the ecosystem as a well. whole. We need to restore our ecosystem. We have one of the lowest tree covers in all of Europe. Um, Ireland really should have a red face. Um, our neighbours on the continent are doing a much better job of looking after their ecosystem. I would be I would be looking at, at increasing our forest cover, increasing our wild spaces, connecting up our national parks um, so that there's corridors that wildlife can move up and down the West Coast. Um, you know, given 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 nature a place to look after itself, and if if we just leave it be, it will look after itself and it will fall back into place. Now, on the continent, the wolf can move between countries, and we see, we see that now. Um, in Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, they're all seeing wolves coming in, and some of them are coming from Italy, others are coming from uh, Eastern Europe. And with Ryanair and a- their cheap flights, I mean, <laughs> it's only a matter well, of time. Well, this is it. This is it. Um, wolves are quite good swimmers, but they're not going to make that swim. They're not going to but, make that swim. But do you see it no. really? I, I mean, g- give me a time frame here, Killian. Do you see this happening in Ireland quite soon? And and can you give me a rough time scale where we can expect to be living with wolves in our wilderness? Well, the doomsday clock is ticking down. Um, I mean, it's you need to live under a rock to see the way yeah. that the, the headlines and the news that we're really heading towards a point of no return. Um, and that's the big clock. That's the time frame that we need to be looking at here. If we don't start restoring ecosystems fast, uh, we are going to be long past the point of return. And that means, like you know, we go with the wolf as well, as do all the other creatures. We need to deal with the fears, you know. We, we can't just say, oh, we're going to reintroduce wolves because that, that, do, that doesn't work. That just annoys everybody. But we need to start this conversation now. We need it. We need to be dealing with biologists and sociologists as well and, and looking at human um, perception of the wolf and, and how we can work to change that. And, you know, looking at an if, if you look at reintroducing the wolf, it's quite a scary prospect. But if you look at re- restoring an ecosystem and for a healthier planet for us all, then it, then it really starts to make sense. And that's that's the angle that we need to be taking um, rather than silly throwaway comments about, you know, taking a box Absolutely. of wolves up into the Wakelow Mountains Absolutely. and opening the, the door. Because the wolf would suffer and ultimately the people would suffer as well. It has to be done properly. Where can people find out more about Wild Ireland and, and all you do? Uh, do you have a website? You do. We, we do indeed, yeah. WildIreland.org. And as I say, we have a, a beautiful pack of wolves that lives here in the forest. Um, I have the privilege of spending every day in the presence of the wolves. So I, I I know them very intimately. I know I know how gentle animals mm. they are, how social they are. As I was saying earlier, the sing songs and the, the grooming and, and, and they're they're really beautiful animals. They're not they're not aggressive. Uh, come see us. 
we're open to the public. We have bears here as well, which of course were native. Uh, we have lynx, which is a big cat that we once had here in Ireland. People are often surprised to know that we had a native big cat as well. Um, and, all, and various other native animals like wild boar that have gone extinct. We've red deer, we've fallow deer, we've seek a deer, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, we're... we're, we're you're doing great work, Killian. That's what you're doing. You're doing amazing work and I love having you on. Um, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat about wolves. Um, uh, and if people want to get in touch, you can go to Wild Ireland. They're online. You can go and visit them and see all these amazing creatures. Uh, Killian, best of luck with everything and hopefully the next time we chat, those conversations will uh, have happened and we'll be having a more um, optimistic chat about wolves come, coming back into the wildlife in Ireland. What do you think? Uh, I hope so. And maybe somebody listening, you know, maybe a young person might be inspired. It's the next generation that are really going to have to champion this because the generations that are around at the moment in power maybe aren't useless. So if there's young young people who come to Wild Ireland, maybe see a wolf in the flesh and, and inspire the conservation of, of the future because the planet is theirs. We only borrow it from our children. We only borrow the planet from our children. So yeah, let's let's start the conversation now. So thanks Killian, for having me on, Jennifer, Thank having you. this conversation. Anytime. So, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. There we go. And that was uh, Killian McLaughlin of Wild, Wild Ireland. Um, sorry, I'm still in shock over the, well, I knew, I knew wolves um, did a little sing-songy thing for many reasons uh, to mark their territory, to ward off predators and all that kind of thing. I didn't know they just did it for the crack, for like a little sing-song for something to do. So on that note, I think, take it away, wolves. Not bad. Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM.